Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I'm Shane Bacon. This is episode one. This is exciting. It's finally up. A project I've really been working on and hoping to get going for a number of months. And it's finally here. And that's exciting. Obviously, I had a preview podcast with my father, uh, Monty Bacon, the, the man that got me into the game of golf. And that's up. But this is the first big one. The one that you'll see similar podcast to, hopefully, as long as this one's okay. Uh, over the course of, of the next few weeks and next few months and hopefully next few years until podcasts aren't a thing and whatever the next thing is, we're trying to break into that as well. But it's match play week. Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. A really pretty impressive run, if you think about it, for WGC events in the sense of towns, Miami, and then Austin. Akron comes up after that, and that's fine. I mean, I have no problem with Akron, but I'm just saying, you go to Miami, you go to Austin. I mean, these are vacation type of, st- type of cities, and that's where these two WGC events in a row occur Austin Country Club a a very 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 beautiful and I think the players are really gonna like it I think fans are gonna like it too I'm excited about the week but before we get to all that easy ways to get in touch with us over the the next few days or weeks whenever you have a question a mailbag question a comment anything you have and don't hesitate to reach out I have absolutely no problem with both positive and negative criticism unlike maybe some people out there do but uh, the Twitter account is at the clubhouse pod and you can go follow that and send in messages there. Uh, the hashtag is ClubhouseSB. So those are my initials, Shane Bacon, ClubhouseSB. Um, for anything you want, anything you want to tag us in, or if you see something goofy on the golf course that was funny, if you have a comment on who you thought played the best the week that didn't go on to win, you know these are going to be natural things as we try to get this podcast out on most Mondays. Of course, that's not always going to be the case, especially with travel. But uh, here we are, the first episode, and my guests later are the Bryan Brothers, and you guys know the Bryan Brothers from the trick shot success they've had, but you also probably know them from being really, really impressive golfers. Wesley just winning his first Web.com event last weekend, uh, and only his third start. And his brother was on the bag, and he shot 65 in the Monday qualifier to miss out by one. So he misses out on the Monday qualifier, probably bummed out about it, grabs his brother's bag, and they win the event together. And also... And no spoilers, but they're fans of fast food. And you will find that out a little bit later. How much? Uh, quite a bit. And also, they got some, some, a pretty impressive phone call from a legend of the game. Um, a, a congratulatory phone call that they were not expecting. So find out who did that a little bit later. But first, as I mentioned, match play week. We're in Austin. Austin CC. It's going to be a good, fun week. I, I'm broadcasting on PGA Tour Live. So make sure you check that out as we get the event going. Uh, But just a couple of observations that I saw as I was driving around the golf course today, which was which would be Tuesday, the day before the the, the event got going. Number one, uh, a name that comes up a lot when you ask uh, spectators and marshals, hey, who did blank? Uh, Rory McIlroy. I know that's so surprising to hear. The 12th, a par five, 573 yards is playing a little downwind. It's got an elevated fairway and it goes down to a to a to a, a lower area. And that's where the green is. And there's water on the left. I asked Marshall, who hit the longest drive on this hole today? Rory McIlroy was the answer. Then you move on to the par 4, 13th, 317 yards, water all over the place, trouble everywhere. Green is is smaller than a a coaster. Who's the only player to hit driver on the green today? Oh, Rory McIlroy. So, move on to the 16th, uh, another par 5, 570 yards, into the win. Who's the only player to get there, I asked Marshall? Hmm, Rory McIlroy, and he hit it over. So... That's pretty impressive stuff, and I just wanted to throw that out there if you're one of those people that fill out brackets. 
Also, pretty cool moment. I'm driving around in a car, just kind of scouting the holes and getting a feel for the golf course. Uh, later in the day, you know, final practice round, and Jordan Spieth's out there playing. Who's he playing with? Thomas Peters, the, the, the tall Belgian. Obviously, with, with the events that happened this week, I just thought it was a really cool moment. I, and again, I'm not sure if those guys are regular practice partners, if they've ever played a practice round before, but I thought it was a special cool moment to see Jordan Spieth, number one player in the world, really the, the representative of the United States in golf, um, out there with, with, with someone from Belgium after all that went down. It, it was just a cool, special moment, and it was neat to see. There, was a, there were a few fans out there. wasn't nearly as many as maybe I thought, maybe because it was a little bit later in the day, but just out there scouting the course, getting ready, and, and, and hopefully you know, more will come out of that because I'd love to know, you know who asked whom to play and if they just got paired up together or what. So that was special. That was cool. Then we get to the brackets. But before we get to the brackets, I'm going to take a few mailbag questions. And again, the easiest way to do it is just hashtag Clubhouse SB on any tweet. Ask anything. As you can see, I don't care. I'll answer any question you guys send in. And the first question we get uh, is from somebody that I, I probably am maybe related to. I'm not sure. At B Bacon MSU. I'm hoping MSU is not Michigan State. You'd be as sad as me, an Arizona fan. Has your last name changed from a curse as a kid? to a welcome perk as an adult asking for a friend. Well, my friend, I feel like I get more comments now at 32 than I did when I was a kid. Because when you're a kid, bacon was almost too easy, you know? I mean, what are you going to say? Like, you like breakfast food? I'm, uh, that was a good one, you know? I mean, uh, hopefully kids can come up with wiser cracks than that. I don't really remember. It was a while ago. But bacon's made a pretty intense comeback the last five, six, seven years. It's everywhere. People love it. They wrap it on anything. They put it on anything. It's in every salad, it seems like. It's been a good run for bacon. And I feel like there's there's a lot more like bacon merchandise. People send me bacon socks. I think we have a bacon a- apron at the house. I couldn't tell you how much money my family has spent on bacon t-shirts for me over the years. And they're my family. They have to wear them too. They understand what it's like. Quick story about my mother. When she married my dad and became a bacon... People would send her little pig things, like, you know, little little things you'd buy, like, at a flea market or whatever. And my mom, the nicest person on the planet, had to actually ask people to stop sending her that and send them real presents because she had so much bacon stuff she didn't know what to do with it. So there you go. Maybe as an adult, it must be tougher. I'm going to go tougher. And Harry Arnett, Callaway Golf Harry Arnett, does a great job over there with Callaway Live and everything they do. He said, if you were king of golf for a day and any course were available to play... Where would you like to see the match play played? This is something we've tackled over the years. I think I answered in a mailbag question one time. Pebble Beach came to mind. Chambers Bay came to mind. Chambers Bay's got a great finish. You know, you got 16 drivable par 4, par 3, par 5 to finish. But I'm going with this golf course because I'm the king of golf for the day, and I don't care if it's a short golf course. I mean, you guys have to listen to me. Bow down before me with your sand wedges. Bring me your baladas. I'm the king. And we are having the match play at Band and Dunes. And the reason is tenfold. I'm probably not going to give you ten reasons, but I'm just saying that because I want to make it sound more dramatic. Reason number one, the back nine at Band is like built for match play golf. Let's just think about the last four holes right now. 15, par three, tough. Tough to hit the green. You could see some nasty, nasty scores there if somebody goes short into that right bunker. 16, Probably one of my favorite golf holes on the planet. Drivable, drivable par four. It's amazing. Everybody would love it. Beautiful. It's a beautiful golf course to see on TV as well. 
17, I mean, it's not, 17's not, you know, going to change your life, but it's a par four, whatever. They could maybe do something to make you tough it. 18, par five, finish. Grow that rough up. I'd grow really high because I'm king of golf. Obviously, you have to listen to me. You finish with a with a two-shot par five. You can play that back tee. Probably, I'm, I'm, I haven't looked it up, but I think it's probably 560, 570 from the back tee. It'd be fun. I think Bay in the Dunes would be a great second nine match play golf course because the first nine would would come in swings guys would go in runs a lot of birdies a lot of eagles you know all that and then you get to the back and really starting on 11 that's probably the best eight hole stretch maybe at band and dunes of, of all the four courses so that's my pick i'm going to bandon you have to listen to me if you don't i don't know we'll have some sort of a golf jail we'll throw you in and you know that's how it goes uh, I got a question about Jordan Spieth and Jason Day. Mart Sniper. I wonder if he's a good iron player. I bet he is. Did Spieth and Day, or, or did, well, this is just not worded correctly, but did Spieth and Day should be targeted for slow play, or is it okay because they draw big crowds? My point on slow play is this. It's annoying. Nobody likes it. It makes these golf tournaments go on forever. But nothing's happening to these players, so take advantage of it. It's like traveling in the NBA. If you travel in the NBA and you don't get called for it, why would you worry about it? Take three steps. Take four steps. I feel like that's what they do. Same thing. I mean, no real reason to, to, to hurry. They're not getting penalized. And until something happens, I say, take as long as you want. It's fine with me. Last question. Buddy of mine, Dave Cordero. Jason Duffner in a visor or Jimmy Walker in a flat bill? Took me a minute on this one. Jason Duffner wore the visor a couple weeks ago, and it really looked like he borrowed it from a friend of his, or he got he lost a bet to somebody at Auburn or something. I mean, it just it, it didn't it just for some reason his head and whatever it was just kind of a, a I didn't love the look. No offense, Duffner. You know, I, you know, I mean, I, I love watching you play golf. It wasn't my favorite look, but the flat bill on Jimmy Walker. I mean, there's an age gap for that. Just like there's a there's a there's a waist size for white belts, even though I'm anti white belt. And the flat bill. I mean, I, I'm 32, and I'm getting to the point where I'm wondering if I can still flat bill it. And I'm thinking maybe not. So I got to go Duffner in the visor on this one. Which, segue. Did you wait for that? You like the, 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 the segue there? The wait for uh, the moment you guys were all ready for? Here we go to the brackets. Now, let me just tell you something. You do not want me to pick golf winners anything. It's not going to work out. It's not It's not good. For anyone, the only good pick I've ever had in my entire life was I picked Keegan Bradley to win the PGA Championship years ago, and he did. But other than that, I might be the worst fantasy player in the history of the world. I never get any of this stuff right. And listen, frankly, nobody wants to hear people pick a bracket. I mean, even college basketball, nobody wants to hear it. So with that said, we are going to pick the bracket for the match play this week. But we're going to pick the bracket on how well these guys are dressed we're going to pick the best-dressed champion of the Dell Match Play WGC event, and we're going to go similar to how this works. It's going to be Group 1 versus Group 16 and all the way through. So let's do it. Group 1, Jordan Spieth's in it, number one player in the world. Sorry, buddy. You're out. Justin Thomas, your good friend, your best buddy, trademark it. It's happening. He's moving on. Who's he going to play? Hey, he's going to play Matt Jones out of that Group 16. He's going to play Matt Jones out of that group 16. Matt Jones, also an impressive dresser, and I don't know about a dancer. I almost said dancer. I'm sure he's probably not that impressive a dancer, but I don't know. You know, I've been fooled before. Moving down, Patrick Reed, Phil Mickelson, and Daniel Berger 
or in group number nine, and they're getting trounced by Matthew Fitzpatrick. Always looks sharp, always looks good. Moving on. Sorry, Phil, those shoes don't fool me. Go down to group eight. Group eight's tough. Look at group eight. If you, if you, if you have a bracket in front of you, just look at it or pause it and go grab one. It's, it's kind of, you know, who are you going to go with here? I guess you go Dustin Johnson. I don't love it, but I'm going with it. Dustin Johnson's got to play. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is moving on. Now you've got Justin Thomas. A really tough matchup with Matt Jones, but Thomas is moving on. Justin Thomas might have some of the best style out there. And he's, what is he, 22? It's, 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 I like it. I like his style. I like the way he looks. Group five, Ricky Fowler. Moving on. Not a lot of tough t- competition in that. you got Duffner in the visor. He's not doing it. He's going to play, wait for it, Cabrillo Bello. Ricky's going to pass him anyway. Don't worry about it. He's there. Ryan Moore facing off against, and again, look at group four. The choices are limited. I'm going Grillo, and I don't love it. Ricky's going to move on from there. Now we've got Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler. And who goes? Justin Thomas. He's in the finals as we look at the other side of the bracket. And, you know, the other side of the bracket, a little more stylish. It's, it's got a little bit more flair. And so maybe he just got a good draw in, in the sense of this made-up clothing bracket match play. But, hey, you play who you play you face. Arizona had to beat Wichita State and couldn't do it. Tough 11 seed. You got to beat the team in front of you. Group number two, Graham McDowell's going on. Who's he facing? Danny Lee. Good dresser. Sneaky underrated. Group 10, Billy Horschel. Obviously, that's a lock. Billy Horschel dresses so well that occasionally I wonder if he spends too much time on it, which I know he probably doesn't like pick all of the stuff out. But, man, the dude just always looks sharp. I saw him get off an elevator one time and he looked sharp and he was in, like, gym clothes or something. Wasn't bad. Group 7, and this is where I'm nervous for some of the golf blogger friends of mine out there. Justin Rose is coming out of that. And it's just, you know, I'm sorry, but what do you want me to do there? Look at who we got. Justin Rose and his big grandpa glasses are going on. Graham McDowell, Billy Horschel facing off. Graham McDowell is moving past him, just sneaking past him. And it's because I think I'm a little biased here. I love the classy look. I mean, I can go flair if you want, but it's not my style. Graham, I think Graham dresses some of the best in in all of golf. Group number six, Adam Scott's going to win wherever he's at. Uh, He's going to play Chris Kirk in the fake clothing. Who dresses the best? Uh, I guess second round. Below that is Martin Keimer, a champion. And then you get to group three, and you see Rory McIlroy's name right there. And you think, man, Rory really looks good in the Nike stuff. He really does. Sharp guy, sharp dresser. Pulls it off. But Olison is in there too. And I think Olison does it just a little better with the same company. Just my thoughts. Sorry, Rory. I'm a fan. You were the longest on the 12th and 13th and 16th hold on a practice run. You got that going for you. But I don't think you're coming out of this. I think it's Olison. And I think you go Olison, Adam Scott. And Adam Scott moves on to face Graham McDowell to see who's going to be in the finals against Justin Thomas. And Adam Scott and his Uniglow gear are there. Adam Scott. Now he has to play Justin Thomas. Guys, for a third win. In 2016, this is incredible stuff. Can you believe this? Are you watching this? Adam Scott is your champion. Adam Scott. One up, he won. Wasn't a blowout. Wasn't like 10 and 8. Wasn't Stephen Ames. You have Adam Scott, 
as your champion. Now, I mean, obviously the favorite at Augusta, right? This guy just won his third event simply by looking good and close. That's how golf works. That's how this really intelligent look at the bracket works. So there you go. Adam Scott, your champ. You've had a goat pick, Rory McIlroy. Now you've had an idiot pick, Adam Scott, because of close. And that's how the bracket breakdown happens. And with that, we're going to move on to our first guest ever on the podcast, the Brian Bros. The Brian Bros are, and again, I'm a fan of golf. I, I mean, if you guys follow anything I do, if you jump on my Instagram, if you look at my Snapchat, any of that stuff, I golf. I mean, People that play pro golf tell me I play more golf than anybody they know. I mean, I, I love it. It's my passion. So when you see people like the Brian Bros, who, you know, I didn't know from Adam to, to begin with. I mean, these guys were trick shot, trick shot artists who had a lot of talent and could do some really cool stuff. And I thought it was awesome. And I'd share it and pass it around. And then you realize these guys can play. And then you see what happened this year. And it seems to all have happened pretty fast. But it's been cool to watch. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, we, we follow pro golfers a lot. But we always follow them when they got there. You know, I mean, we knew Jordan Spieth would be good, but, but we didn't follow him. The, the, the masses didn't follow him from college. You know, we, we, we saw him here and there. We saw him play well at this event, saw him play well at Olympic. But until he got there at the John Deere, we weren't totally on the bandwagon. And I feel like with this, we've got to watch pro golfers go through it. I mean, you know, they go through Q school. One of them makes it, one of them doesn't. They're both talented golfers. I mean, I mean, the one that doesn't have a web.com win is a three-time All-American. I mean, that's impressive, impressive stuff. So I'm excited about the conversation, and, uh, and, and I hope you guys like it too. Uh, the Brian Bros, up next. Welcome back to the Clubhouse Podcast. Uh, the first guests of the Clubhouse Podcast. It's exciting. Um, you've seen their work, I can guarantee you that. If you're listening to this, you've seen uh, both of these men do uh, – Really what we all hoped and dreamed we could have done after we initially watched the Tiger Woods commercial from back of the day. Uh, George and Wes Bryan, and they're both on the podcast. They're both driving, as uh, as you'd expect uh, tour players to be driving around from city to city. Welcome to the podcast, guys. What's up, Shane? Yeah, thanks for having us on. Uh, my first question, and I'm going to ask everybody this, every guest I ever have on it, so you guys both have to answer, and you have to answer honestly, um, what have you guys had to eat today? <laughs> um, today, let's see, beef jerky, um, potato chips, candy, <laughs> and well, we started off with McDonald's, yep, McDonald's, <laughs> and then we were actually on a shoot today, so we just had the snack attack for lunch, which included, yeah, a lot of potato chips and beef jerky. And if, if social media is correct, this is coming off a dinner last night of, of Taco Bell, or was that the night before? Uh, that was the night before was Taco Bell. We had a celebratory uh, dinner and just blew it out at Taco Bell. Last night we actually upgraded a little bit and uh, ate at Top Golf. Ooh, Top Golf's got some good food. I, I had the the quesadillas and the nachos there one time, and I was extremely impressed. I mean, it was I think it was my first Top Golf experience. But the food at Top Golf is like sneaky good. The food at Top Golf, there's nothing sneaky about it. It is really good. Yeah. Uh, I have to admit to you guys, I, I don't eat a ton of fast food, but I went to a wedding in LA over the weekend. And have you guys used Postmates yet, the app? No. Okay. Not much of an app guy. Well, let me tell you, 
do not start using it because it's like Uber for fast food and they just bring it to your house for you. Oh wow. Oh wow. It is it is really I actually I actually told my girlfriend I needed to delete it from my phone because I, we had Taco Bell on Friday night and we had um Fat Burger on Saturday night and we both felt like absolute trash on Sunday night. But uh first I, I just wanted to get into you know your past weekend before we really dive into everything. Um you this is incredible really. I mean, third start, uh you know, first win on the web.com tour and obviously you're making headlines um, because you're already established in the golf world. I mean, would you be lying to say you expected for, for success to hit you this fast? Or, or was this one of those situations where you were playing solid golf, you know, you got to Louisiana, and then it all all the cards fell your way? Yeah, Shane, I've been, I felt like I've been playing some really good golf, really going back to Q school in the, in the fall. Um, I felt like I was kind of like right on the verge of really being able to break through and and honestly, I thought it was going to happen down in South America, uh, the first event of the year. Uh, the final round didn't go as well as I had hoped. But, I mean, I gained a lot of experience there. And then in the, the third start, was able to get in contention again. And this time, some putts dropped on the back nine and found myself atop the leaderboard after 72 holes, which was pretty freaking awesome. Well, I, I love the video of the par putt that dropped. You kind of just had like, it was a fist pump, but it had a little bit more tour sauce to it. It, it almost seemed like you knew there was a really good chance that that putt um, was going to win it because it, it was still in question at that time. I mean, you were still tied for the lead when you made that par putt, correct? Yeah, well, I actually, I birdied 17 and gave that one a little fist pump, and that got me um, a one-stroke advantage and I knew the guys behind me there was two groups behind me and they had three tough holes to play so I knew if I could get a par on 18 that it would make their task that much more difficult but still when I made that putt they still had two holes to play so some uh one of the guys could have birdied the last two holes beat me outright could have just birdied one of them and forced the playoff so I mean I knew it wasn't a done deal but at the same time I knew that I was going to be in a really really good position so, yeah, I gave it a few extra pumps on the fist pump. <laughs> I, I, I really did like it. I even was commenting to a couple of my friends that needed to watch the video. Uh, George, you were on the bag. I mean, you know, if people don't know this, you know, you guys both are, are extraordinary golfers. I didn't realize how good you guys were until you did the summer solstice at Bannon Dunes last year. And Ashley Mayo said um, one of y'all shot like 17 under over the four rounds in one day. And, and what for the summer solstice at Bannon is you play all four courses in one day. And so one of y'all shot like 17 under, the other one shot like 12 under. I mean, it was it was really, really impressive scores, right? Yeah, that, um, honestly don't remember much from that day, because 72 <laughs> holes of golf in one day is pretty crazy. Not recommended. Yeah, but it was awesome. But that, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, well, that's a lot of people don't know is that, that George was a three-time All-American at South Carolina. So, you don't, you don't become an All-American in, in college golf and not be able to play. So that kind of goes, I guess, kind of, I don't know. People just don't really realize that. But although he does have some age to him now, that was that was back in his glory days. <laughs> that was when he was younger. George is, is 28, yeah, uh, Wes is 25. Yeah. But, but George, you shot 65, I mean, in, in the Monday qualifier for this event and missed out on getting in by a shot, correct? Yeah, I've been playing. My game's been pretty solid the last um, month. Whenever we got back from Bogota, 
which was about a month ago, I think, or no, a month and a half ago. I've been playing pretty solid, and I played in a tournament two weeks ago and finished third, shot some good numbers, then came to the Monday, and just my game felt good, and I went out there, and um, honestly, I thought I was going to get in. I didn't make, I missed a couple putts that I would like to have back, but I mean, I gave myself a chance, which in Monday qualifiers, that's all you can ask for on that day. It just fell one dang stroke short, but I got to witness um, last win at a web.com tour event, which honestly is pretty, pretty special. Um, who knows if I would have won the event if I would have got in, but um, I would like to have thought I would have taken out Wesley this week, but probably wouldn't have happened, yeah. to be honest. But it probably wouldn't happen, so getting the caddy for Wesley and watch him win and be there was pretty – definitely, I would trade that for sure. And, 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 George, I wanted to ask, I caddied for a couple of friends of mine on the LPGA Tour years ago, and – I always say the most nervous I've ever been in any golf situation in my life is caddying because I have really no, I, I have no, I have no really, you know, outcome of my abilities. I mean, if I give a wrong number, that's one thing, but you know, it's really not, it's out of my hands. I mean, it's not my swing. It's not my putting stroke. It's not me chipping. And I almost felt more nervous caddying. Do, do you feel that at all? I mean, does that come up a little bit when you really aren't the one swinging it, especially, you know, in a situation like Sunday? Um, I don't know. It was weird because this week, I mean, I really wasn't nervous for Wesley at all. Even the first, the first tee shot of the first event, I was kind of nervous watching Wesley hit him. It was a four iron, wide open fairway, so we wasn't going to hit a bad shot. But that was the only time in the three weeks I've been caddying that I, that I felt like nerves and, you know, like, like crap. I, like, I want to hit a good shot. Like, what if he hits a bad shot? Um, yeah, I had, I had a you know, I'm, although I was the caddy this week, but I had a calm about me on Sunday. Like, I just knew he was going to hit a good shot and pull it off. And if he did hit a bad shot, he was going to get up and down or scramble to do whatever it took. Um, he's been playing really good. So there's really there was really no reason for me to get, like, super nervous or super worried about him, you know, hitting a bad shot, making a double, or doing something bad. And Shane, it's, it's weird that you mentioned that because you're talking about the – not having control over the situation. The most nervous I was all week was not coming down the back nine uh, with a chance to win. It was uh, honestly, I wasn't nervous over any of the shots I had. I mean, my heartbeat was up a little bit, but there weren't like any nerves um, that I felt. And when as soon as I finished out, I went in over, signed my scorecard, and then went over and started warming up for a playoff and, or a potential playoff. And I from that point on, the next 30 minutes was the most nervous I had pretty much been ever. And it was just because I had no control over the situation. It was, it was really bizarre. I mean, it makes sense, though. I mean, you, you, you've, you've done all you could. I mean, you hit all the shots. You played a great back nine. You played three under on the, on, on the second nine there on Sunday to get back, you know, kind of in contention after maybe not your, your best first nine. Um, it was, is there a level of, of wanting to or needing to prove to people uh, in the golf media, in the golf world, that you guys aren't just these these trick shot artists, and I mean, is it just feels so good that you guys have already done that and surpassed it already so early, and really the first go round of either of you guys being on one of the two big tours? Yeah, I don't really feel like there's too much to prove. I, we both grew up playing either junior, amateur, college, or mini tour golf with pretty much all the guys that are out here on tour that are around our same age or younger. So um, they all know that we have a playing background and we're not just trick shot guys. So that, that part, if, if we just kind of came out of nowhere, then yeah, it would have been a little 
I, I would have felt like there was a chip on our shoulder or something we had to prove. But um, we passing a cop right now. Hopefully, I don't get pulled over. Um, <laughs> it would be a, would be a first it, on the podcast, that's for sure. Yeah, that would have been a first. Uh, but yeah, I don't feel like we had. I, I, don't, I don't think I'll ever have a vendetta against the media or feel like I have something to prove. Yeah, and I, yeah, I guess in my perspective is that like. You know, obviously we started in trick shots, but like from the get go, we wanted to be like an overall golf brand. Um, it'd be like golfers first, who he does, who has fun on the side. And Wesley playing good golf just, you know, helps us obviously more very plays to, you know, more recognizable or like our brand grows, but it's just like, uh, how, how do I, what am I trying to say? What's the, like, it just makes us more legitimate as a brand. Right. Yeah, just like, because we want to be a golf first brand. And like the trick shot stuff is, you know, on the side and I don't know, it can show that. Golfers can have like good golfers can have fun with the game, and um, yeah. And, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to go back to, to kind of like the the start of all this because it, it really has happened. Um, I, I mean, to say you guys blew up on the internet, I mean, it was really a perfect storm. Uh, young, you, you guys had fun with it. You guys could pull off crazy things. It was must watch. People were texting them to each other. I mean, in my group chat with my buddies. You know, people are sharing the videos like, did you see this one? Did you see this one? And it was really cool to kind of watch it uh, blow up quickly. So, you know, initially, you know, where did the idea start? I mean, I know you obviously probably did this in your backyard or did this on the driving range or pastime during junior events. But wh- where did it start where you guys filmed a few and said, oh, people really like this. This, this, is, this actually has a chance. Yeah, we actually never tried any of it. I mean, obviously we did the stuff that Tiger did growing up like just juggling a golf ball and popping it up and hitting a wedge. But as far as hitting a driver out of midair, never tried that until about two years ago. And we just saw it on ESPN, and it really didn't look that hard. So we were like, I mean, if this is getting a million views on YouTube, then we got to at least try it to see if we can one-up them in a way. And so we went and tried it and found out that I had a gift of being able to pluck the ball out of midair. So... That's kind of how it started, honestly. You guys saw something and said, we could do it better than that, probably. Uh, uh, do, yeah, I was like, that didn't, didn't look too hard. Not and, impressed. And you guys have done, I mean, you guys have done trick shots with, and, and you can add names to this if you want, but, I mean, you know, famously Roy McIlroy and Henrik Stenson, and, you know, you've been, you've been in, in, the, in, these, in these groups with these very, very high-profile high golfers. Is it funny to you guys that they struggle a bit early on with how, how to do it? You know, because you guys make it look so easy? Um, I mean, I, I struggle with it a whole bunch. Uh, so it makes me feel better that Roy McIlroy can't get it on the first <laughs> try like me sometimes. Um, but I guess in a way, it, it kind of is. I mean, you can tell all, all of them are competitive. So, like, they, they miss one or two, and they're like, man, I want to keep doing this. Like, I got to get it. And then they'll hit one, they'll hit that good one, and they'll be, they'll say, "I want to do it again." And we were filming with Rory, and he had this like just smoked one. It was like way right, but he hit it really solid. And we thought it was good enough. And once they asked him, he was like, "You want to do it again, don't you?" He was like, "Yeah, I want to keep doing this." <laughs> and so that's that was pretty cool. One of the cooler moments of last year, having Rory say that he wants to keep trying this, um, this trick shot out. And who who is the best person you, that has come along and done? Um, the trick shots with you guys and has been the most impressive? Uh, well, Zach Zucker actually did it on the first try and striked one and right down the middle. I was like, oh, dang, man, that like, 
obviously it's not too hard what we do. But then he followed it up with a whole bunch of whips. Um, <laughs> he should have walked away after Rory, the first one. <laughs> yeah, he should have. Rory did okay. He was he hit them all. He couldn't. He never squared one up to hit it like down the fairway. But he all of the ones he hit were really solid and really far. Um, they were just a little bit offline. So I would say contact wise, he was definitely the best. Um, those are the people that kind of can neck it out there and make it go straight. But he, he, was, he had the best contact of the year for sure. And I, I can only ask this question because I'm qualified to ask this question because my last name is Bacon, and I get uh, numerous people ask me if I'm related to Kevin Bacon, which is like the one where you kind of roll your eyes and go, no, I'm not. But when you guys initially get going and you're the Bryan brothers and there's this tennis group of the Bryan brothers, how many initial people bring this up? Because it's probably a lot. Well, it actually, it, it hasn't happened with us as much. That We actually are, we, we've talked with the actual, the real Brian Bros camp, and they were talking about how it happens to them all the time. They'll be at, like, ten major championship tennis tournaments, and they'll be like, I had no clue you guys did golf trick shots. They're awesome. I love them. Keep it up. And said it kind of drives them up the wall, but, hey, uh <laughs> It doesn't really bother us too much, that, but it, it hasn't. People haven't really uh, thought that we are the tennis guys. They wanted. They asked about us doing videos with them all the time. We definitely want to because tennis and golf mix perfectly. Um, but yeah, the confusion part not so much. But they, people definitely ask about us. Like, hey, you know, there's we get we get mistagged on Twitter a lot of times. Oh, yeah. I felt like some tennis outlets will tag us instead of the Mike or Bob Ryan. That was a good pull, by the way. I can tell you're struggling with it, but you nailed it. That's all right. That's the names. I, uh, I That's funny. I mean, I guess there should be a brand that come out and go, let's put these two together. You guys could smoke some tennis balls or they could, you know, you could, they could, they could get you guys set up off the racket or something. I feel like there's some synergy there uh, between the two camps. If there was a Mount Rushmore of guys you would like to film a video with, um, and I mean, I know pulling four names is probably tough, but, you know, you knocked out Rory. I mean, you've done some stuff with Stinson. Uh, who else is on kind of your Mount Rushmore of guys you'd love to to, to film uh, some short, you know, trick shot video with? I think it's pretty safe to say Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, Justin Bieber, LeBron James, <laughs> and... Well, for me, I put um, Taylor, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, yeah, there's our Mount Rushmore. That was really, that was pretty impressive. I've seen LeBron James golf swing, and let me tell you, I would be impressed if he could either click it in the air to you guys or knock one out of the air. It is it is a struggle of sorts for LeBron. Obviously, uh, has a few more talents than he does um, golf. So yeah, you know he's 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 decent at getting in the air off his feet. But so so what's next? You guys are driving where? We were leaving Dallas, Texas. We just filmed a video with Brody Smith, who does the tennis trick shot and the frisbee. Not tennis. Oh, sorry, <laughs> tennis frisbee trick shot. Um, has a huge following um, on YouTube socially. Um, and we just made a pretty legit video, I think. So we're leaving Dallas and heading to Augusta, where Wesley lives, and in the car. It's about a 14-hour drive that we are... We got 746 miles left on I-20. Just a straight shot. Yeah, you guys you guys are going to be passing through my hometown in about an hour and a half. So enjoy the Marshall, Texas at 636 exit right before you get to Louisiana. Um, is oh, no. yeah. There's there. Let me. I can tell you the fast food if you guys need something to snack on. But you know, so Augusta. I mean, Augusta was was where I was going. 
you know, you you get your you know you get your cues, you get your card, you know, you get on tour, you play well the first week, um, you get the win. You know, now playing in the Masters is a realistic thing that could happen over the next year, two years, three years. Um, is that something you're prepared for? I mean, obviously, it's something we've all wanted to have happen to our, in our lives, but is that something you're prepared to have happen? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't see why you would ever want to tee it up and play this game professionally if you're not prepared for success or prepared to play in a major championship or prepared to contend on any level. So, yeah, definitely prepared for it and just eagerly awaiting my opportunity. Well, I mean, it's just it, it's so it's been really cool to kind of watch this happen because again, I knew you guys both had game. I mean, I, I, that was apparent, obviously, when when people were telling me stories of scores and, and, I, and I watched you guys, you know, get through Q school and, and, and obviously, you know, a, a, a low, low, low number, you know, in a, in a Monday qualifier. People don't understand how crazy hard it is to get through a Monday qualifier. I mean, you literally shoot 68 and, and you're five shots back of, of, of the low number of the day. So, you know, you guys can play, but this has been really fun, not just as somebody that, that considers you guys, you know, buddies, but really uh, as a fan of the game because, you know, there's so many dreams out there of people that, want to get there you know but they don't I mean I tried to play professional golf and, and couldn't make it you know and that's why I'm doing this stuff but you know it, it's it's been cool to see and and I mean are, are you getting not just congratulations but are you guys getting notes from people that say you know you've inspired me this is kind of what I want to do this is the avenue I'm going to go down I mean are, are, do you feel like that's kind of something that, that you've seen especially since the win on Sunday um I would say on my because I, I do a lot of social media um I'm the, what did I call me? I'm a scourer. Um, so I'm always, you know, checking messages. Um, so and he's a Snapchatter. That's kind of more of an intimate way to, I don't, I mean, I guess, communicate. But, yeah, so we can, I mean, I've gotten a whole bunch of messages on Snapchat and Instagram telling, hey, guys, you guys are inspirational. We do. We want to be like, you know, we want to play the tour and, and kind of do what you guys do. Um, you know, Thanks for doing, I don't know, but yeah, we've gotten a whole bunch of messages saying that they basically were an inspiration to them, which is still kind of crazy to think about. We're just two random, normal dudes and having people send us messages saying how they, not, not with their idols, but we're someone they look up to and aspire to be like one day. is pretty cool. And while we're on the subject, you'll never guess who I got a voicemail from and actually talked to on the phone yesterday. Let's hear okay. it. Who is it? Gary Player. Really? How about that? Yeah, I was just checking my voicemails and had this random number, and I said, hey, this is Gary Player. And I was like, wow. Doesn't happen very often. I, I, let me, let's me let give Gary Player some credit. The guy is, is pretty pretty adept to social media. I mean, he knows what's going on. He sends tweets out. But, I mean, this is a legend. This is a legend that... That hit ceremonial first tees at the Masters with Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas, one of the best golfers of all oh, time. And he's calling you and saying, "Great, great round, great win." I mean, it almost must have smacked you in the face, like this really happened. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm never deleting that voice now. You better believe that. <laughs> you, you're like, going to be calling Apple to get back it up three number times. Right. You're going to call Apple engineers and see if they can figure out a way to save that for the rest of eternity on your phone. So. Obviously, you guys are, are playing in more tournaments. Um, George, you, you've got a few uh, Monday qualifiers lined up? Yeah. The plan kind of this year is, well, the main plan from the year is to be, to be ready for key school, kind of like what we did last year. Um, and I was in the county for Wesley and travel around to the Mondays, and if I didn't get in the tournament, I would 
you know, caddy for Wesley, but the hopes were to get in a few Mondays myself and string together some nice tournaments and hopefully be playing out here by the end of the year. But um, I'll play in, I don't know, a lot of a lot of the Mondays in the United States. Um, I will probably take a few weeks off from caddy and to play in some other tournaments just so I can keep my game sharp until Q school. But, but yeah, that's the main goal, get ready for Q school and hopefully be out here well, not hopefully with Wesley, but be on the web next year. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, let me just say, you you play like you did a week ago, and and I, I, would, I would expect that would happen yeah. very very soon. Um, what's the what's the worst thing that's happened during a trick shot attempt? Like the worst like mistake or mishap or golf shot gone awry? Uh, well, we've had a lot of near misses. Haven't had anything like too terrible. I don't think. Uh, a lot of broken drivers early on. Don't really break drivers anymore. Um, I about got hit in the head. Well, I was in the bunker shot about 20 yards to Wesley, uh, 10, 15 yards to Wesley. He was right in front of me. He was right above me. Dumb shot. Um, we were on the beach, and I trusted him a little too much, and he had, he caught one off the toe that whizzed right by my head. Um, pushed me back a little bit, but we kept plugging along and connected with the show a few minutes later. And and what and I want to hear bo- both answers. But do you guys have one video you've shot in, in in your careers doing this that really stands out as your favorite or your favorite kind of moment uh, in, in that part of your golfing world? Golly. favorite. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot. There's like three or four that like really pushed us over the edge and like kept the momentum going for us. Um, the first the one, the first one that really kind of put us on the map was the GoPro video we did. Our first GoPro video. Um, got like a million views, and then we did a, another video that got a million views with the legendary shot where we mixed basketball and golf. Um, and then a few months later, we put out a video, the GoPro Part Two video, I think, that got like got like four million views now. Yeah. So there's a, there's a string of videos that were like just one kept getting doing better than the other that really put us, I guess, on the map. And the one we just filmed, it's going to be pretty massive. Yeah when it launches in a few weeks so do you want to you want to plug it where, where can where can you see it will it be on y'all's youtube channel uh it'll be on brody smith's youtube channel um just, just yeah. stay tuned just come follow us socially at brian bros golf and yeah. you'll be well informed when it when it's released yeah. okay perfect and then lastly i've got i've got a couple quick hitters to go um and you guys can both answer i mean or one person can take the lead whichever way all right you two are playing the following sports. Who wins between the two of you guys? Ready? Me. No, you can't. You can't. Not all of the sports. I'm going to name certain sports, then you can answer. All right. It doesn't matter what course comes. All right. I'm no, no, say no. I, I'm, say, I'm saying sports. So so pick up basketball. Who's going to win one-on-one? Sport. I, thought you said, I thought you said court. No, 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 no. I was about to say, man, you can go down the list, Shane. <laughs> Some trash talking in the car. Right, you guys got 700, You guys got 700 miles together. You got to be nice. All right. Um, pick up basketball one-on-one, who wins? Uh, that's actually not true. Ask, ask who has broken George's ankles in a pickup game of basketball and literally, literally broke his ankles. Broken ankle? George went down run, went down with a crossover? Yeah, George went down and came back a few hours later in a walking boot with a, little, with a broken ankle. Uh, uh, I had bad tennis shoes on. I was, he was, he's, a, he's a primarily a three-point shooter. And so a three-point specialist is what okay, you say. Three-point specialist. So I'm running out. I'm kind of closing hard, and he gives me a pump fake, which he never does. And then puts the ball on the ground. And then spin move, 
And then, uh, and then George hit the deck. Yeah, I, I tried to stop, and it was bad news bears. And, yeah. um, but George is more athletic than me. He probably would take me a while. Okay, we got George in basketball. So we'll, we'll do we'll do if uh, who who could who could hit a home run out of like an MLB park better? Oh me. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll hit a baseball twice as far as you can. I played church softball last uh, two years ago. Last year it was kind of embarrassing how poor I hit the ball. Um, <laughs> a, bu- a, bu- a bunch of chop slides, bloopers to short right field. Um, is about what I did. Can I? Can we just have a quick conversation about how adult softball is just not nearly as fun as people think it is? Uh, well, can we talk about how it is way more fun than people think it is? Because <laughs> I loved it. Okay, I mean, you, you got to get a, you got to get a team with some web guys and try to throw it together. A traveling yeah, softball team. We, we, need, we need a traveling squad. I think we can. I think we can pull that. Okay, um, Sunday morning. Yeah, you could do it Sunday, or, or yeah, you, if, if you miss the cut, you have to play. You got to play on Saturday yeah. before you can leave. Um, a mandatory draft on Friday right. night. That's right. All right, darts. Who wins darts? Probably well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if it's an obscure game, I'm gonna win. So you're taking yeah, like terrible. ping pong and pool as well. Yeah, ping well, pong and pool. I'll win both of those for pool, sure. Pool. George, George, be honest. Pool be honest. Sure. Ping pong. Yes. George, my win percentage against George and ping pong is 98.5%. Whoa, is that on a website? Can I look that up? No, but that, that's that's about accurate. He's beat me about six times overall in his life, and he's going to say, what? No, no, I'm going to say I'm a, I'll beat him two out of ten times. That's not true because that's it's not true. I mean, it sounds like we could do like a, a an Olympics between you guys, maybe in the off season, and and really like get some GoPros and get some stuff. It'd be it'd be pointless sport Olympics between two guys that <laughs> don't play either of them professionally. I, maybe that would be y'all's lowest viewed videos ever. I, I apologize. Yeah, it would it would process. it would be a very softly viewed video, That's if you right. will. Um, well, guys, I I really appreciate it. It's it was fun. That that was a good time. I, I I'm really you know. Wesley, like, congrats again on the win. That that was really impressive, and it was cool to see. Um, and my last question, I, I start the podcast with the same question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with the same, so you guys both answer because it's gonna de- it's gonna depress me as I am still without hole in one in my life. Uh, how many hole in ones do you guys have? Oh, um, I have two confirmed or legitimate ones, and the third I made one from the white tees playing by myself one time, <laughs> so I can't really count that. So three. Or two and a so half. Three, we'll go two and a half. Three with an asterisk. Okay. And I have, I think, five. It might be six. Yeah. I, I, wait I don't a minute. Know. Hold on a second. What it, wait, is, okay, I've never made an ace. I mean, I've hit pins. I've had them fly in. And it's become kind of a joke on social media that I'm never going to make one because nobody in my family has ever made one. How do you not know how many you've made? What is going on with you guys? Because I think it's five, but it might be six. I'll, I'll have to go back and uh, – you want me to – you want to take ten seconds for me to think about it? No, I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm already mad. I'm already annoyed. You guys can't figure out if you've made two or three or five or six. I'm sitting here going, I just want one. That's all I want. I want one a 90-yard pitch four. shot on a short little par three. I don't care what it is. I'm fine with anything at this point in my life. What what about a par three course? Do those count? That that's always the debate, right? I mean, it's a par three, but there's also eighteen of them. <laughs> if if we can go par three course hole in one, then I can almost guarantee you I'm close to triple digits. Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah, I close. Mean, we we just... grew we grew up on a par three course that the longest hole was like a hundred. Well, there was like a hundred fifty yard hole, but 
the vast majority of them were under 100 yards. And so it was you're, awesome. you're thinking like you're thinking you're in like the 80s and 90s. Uh, yeah, probably around that play. I mean, there was a day where I made like <laughs> eight hole in ones in one day on the first hole. I mean, that's that. This is again. This is why I do this, and you guys do that. Um, Guys, I appreciate you coming on. I really do. It was the awesome. Ball was 65 yards. I, I, I don't Straight care. Away. That's still that's still way better. Again, I've never made one on the par three course. I've never bladed one like people do and hit a rake. Whoa. It's never gonna happen. I wish that was my life. 85 oh, or 90 um, hole in ones. Will you guys be safe driving? Good luck, obviously, with the rest of the year and and and, and with the upcoming schedule. Uh, George, good luck on some of the Mondays. I hope you get in. I'll be rooting for you. And Wesley, congrats again on the win. I mean, it was it was really really impressive. All right, thanks, Shane, so much for having us on. Look forward to next time. All right, see you guys.